And as we finish this series, I want to talk with you once again about the main thing that God has called you and me to do. The main thing. The main thing that he's called every Christ follower around the world to do. There are a lot of things to do. And out of all the things that we can do for Christ, we need to keep this main thing the main thing. And here it is once again. Those who follow Christ, it's us, amen? Those who follow Christ are to carry the message of the cross of Christ through the marketplace. And here's what I want to talk with you about today. As we go, we've got to carry that message so very carefully. You see, the message will be completely fruitless if we are not careful with our living and the message that our living is sending. Amen? There's a lot of times we can give a message with our mouth, but the message that our living is sending is not consistent. We've got to be so very careful as we take that message into the marketplace. Now, to make sure that our living is sending the right message, we've got to be careful to run to the things that God loves, and we've got to be careful to run from the things that God hates. Because right here in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 8, God says this, there is a time to love and a time to hate. Now, in chapter 3 of Ecclesiastes, God is revealing 28 kinds of times for doing specific things in this life. There's a time for this, there's a time for that, da-da-da-da. And in verse 8, he says there's a time to love and there's a time to hate. Now, we all know that our God is a loving God, amen? <laughs> he is a loving God, and he calls us to be loving people. And yet, right here in verse 8, God says there is a time for hate. Now listen close. As Christ followers, we are to never hate people. We are to never hate people under any conditions whatsoever. We're not ever to say, I hate so-and-so. We're not ever to act in any hateful way toward anyone. We are never given a license by God to say hurtful words to people. We're never given a license by God to slander people or to put other people down or to humiliate other people. Never. Christ's followers do not have that license. The church of God has no license by God to do those things. But we are called by God to love what he loves, but also to hate what he hates. Now, we Christians, we're pretty good at loving what God loves, I mean, God loves love, God loves joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, fruitfulness, gentleness, self-control. God loves integrity, God loves honesty, God loves compassion, God loves mercy, and so do we. Boy, when we receive all of those things from everybody, we love those things, don't we? No? Yeah, we love what God loves, and we love people to act those ways toward us. But listen close. Most Christians, even though we're good at loving what God loves, we're not so good at hating what God hates. General Booth, the founder of the Salvation Army Church, said this many, many years ago. 
He writes, I fear the day when we will have salvation without regeneration, faith without repentance, heaven without hell, and we'll have a love for God without hate for evil. He's saying, I I fear that a day is coming many, many years ago when people will say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart, but then nothing happens. When they say, Lord Jesus, I, I place my faith in you. God, I love you. I believe in you. But then they never turn from their sinful ways. From my perspective, folks, we are living in that day. That is how even the vast majority of Christians and churches in America are living today. There are lots of people who love what God loves, but they don't hate what God hates. Many in churches today are involved in things that God hates, are living in ways that that God hates. How many of you would say that you are a lover of flowers? Any women? Come on, guys, be manly enough to lift up your hand. You love flowers? Okay, you plant flowers, you love flowers, yeah. But listen, you can't love flowers without hating weeds. Because you know that if you don't deal with the weeds, they're going to overtake your flowers, they're going to suck the water from your flowers, the fertilizer from your flowers. You know they're going to destroy your flowers. And in the same way, you can't love God without hating sin because you know if you don't deal with the sinful weeds that try to creep into your life they're going to overtake your relationship with God they're going to destroy your relationship with God so you've got to hate what God hates and that is sin God is your loving heavenly father and he hates the sinful weeds that are being allowed to creep into your life because he knows that they can overtake you And they can destroy you. So this morning, God is telling you and me that now is the time to love the things that he loves. And it's time to hate the things that he hates. It's time to hate sin. It's time to deal with it. The Bible says this. Let those who love the Lord hate evil. That means don't love evil. Don't play with it. It means don't entertain it. If you say that Jesus is your Savior and your Lord, if you say that you love the Lord God, then hate evil. You see, coming to church to learn to hate the wrong things is just as important as coming to church to learn to hate and learn to love the right things. King David promised God this, I will set no sinful thing in front of my eyes. You see, God hates all sinful things. So, so don't place your, before your eyes anything that's evil or sinful. Don't remove your eyes. Don't take your eyes off of the right things and put them on the wrong things. King David also said to God, God, I haven't turned away from your regulations, for you have taught me well. How sweet are your words They taste to me. They're sweeter than honey. Your commandments give me understanding. No wonder I hate every false way of life. So David is saying, God, you've shown me the real life. You've shown me the real stuff, God, what real living is all about. Now, no wonder I hate all the false ways of living. Well, folks, God hates all the false teachings, the false beliefs, the false ways of living in our society. 
And so don't buy into any false way of living as, oh, that's okay too. It's not the way I believe, but that's okay too. Don't buy into any incorrect or wrong ways of teaching. Don't replace the truth of God, who is our teacher, with false teachings of the world. Folks, we, we need to hear scriptures like these because if we don't, we, we begin to live looser and looser when we don't renew our minds with the word of Christ Jesus. Here's a key scripture I want to dive into this morning. The Bible says this, there are six things that the Lord hates, seven that are detestable to him, haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked schemes, feet that are quick to rush into evil, a false witness who pours out lies, and a person who stirs up conflict in the community. So write this down first of all, like God. It is time for us to hate these same things. First of all, proud looks. It is time to hate the giving off of a haughty look, an arrogant, puffed up, stuck up look, a conceited look. God hates that. It's time for God's people and churches around the world to never give off that look or that gesture that we got it figured out and you don't. That we are God's people and you're not. We should never give off that kind of a look or a gesture and look down on somebody else. The Bible says this, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought. The Bible goes on and says in James, God opposes the proud but shows favor to the humble. So one of the first things that we need to hate is this proud look. And churches and people, we fall into this once in a while. And so we need to run from giving any kind of a proud look. Second, like God, it's time to hate lying tongues. God hates dishonesty. God hates untruthfulness. King David said to God, I hate lying. I'm disgusted with it. I love your teachings. Be careful to line up your tongue with the teachings of God. Don't ever say whatever it takes to get what you want. Saying, well, I just had to tell a little white lie and I got what I wanted. No, don't ever do that. Run from having a lying tongue. Tell the truth. Next, like God, it's time to hate hands that shed innocent blood. It's time to hate the shedding of any innocent blood, the taking of any innocent life. Now, I know that we're in a political season. And I know that what I'm about to say is a politically hot topic. So listen very close to please understand. What I'm about to say is not political. It is biblical. It is moral. Here it is. It is wrong. It is sinful. It is evil to shed the innocent blood of an unborn child. To abort an unborn child. But when that happens, we the church are not to be mad at the doctors 
or the mothers who do. We know that there are men who rape women who are not ready to be mothers. We know we live in a time where there are medical complications that occur and choices are made. But we also know there's a huge profit being made by the abortion practitioners from selling body parts. So all I'm saying and that God is saying here is don't be a part of that. Choose life. Amen? God says to Jeremiah, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. So take a look at that. Before God even forms a person in the womb, he says, I already know them. Before God even forms a person in the womb, he has a person. Jeremiah, you're not born yet, but you're going to be my prophet. Folks, at the moment of conception, the cells that God is putting together is an innocent life. And God already knows that life. The fetus that God is forming is an innocent life. So God is saying, choose life. Amen? But we are never to hate people who don't choose life. We're to hate the sinful, wicked, evil, horrific things that God hates. We're never to be a part of shedding innocent blood. So we need to be hands that run from shedding innocent blood, but not hating those who do, instead ministering as the church of God to those who do. Amen? Next, like God, it's time to hate hearts that devise wicked schemes. See, God hates it when the normal function of our heart is to just sit around and devise wicked, evil schemes against others. And we are living in a time today when that's happening. People are sitting around devising schemes in their hearts to scam other people. Anybody gotten the, hey, we're from the IRS call on your phone yet? Yeah. They're sitting around devising schemes in their hearts to scam other people. We're living in a time when people are trying to steal the identity of other people. So now today we have to have a debit card and a credit card that has a chip on it. Have you figured out where to put that thing yet? In the ATM? Yeah, it goes down and underneath. We've we got to have a chip on our card to protect our identity. And you wonder when you go to Costco to fill up with gas or some other gas station, do I need to check if somebody slipped an, an extra card reader over where I'm going to put in my payment card? People are devising schemes to steal the property of other people. And so today we need alarms and we need video cameras and, and we need motion lights. Even here at church, we've had people bust into our air conditioning units out here in this front side of the church and stealing copper to sell the copper. And so now we've put up motion lights. If you walk out there, you're going to be in the light. <laughs> There's alarms. People are devising schemes in their hearts to physically harm other people. Sex trafficking, kidnapping, raping, murdering. But the Bible says, who is it that may ascend the mountain of the Lord 
Who gets to stand in his holy place? The one who has clean hands and a pure heart. We need as Christians to run from having a heart that devises any kind of wicked scheme. And we could do a whole another message on this. And what do we devise in our hearts against family members that we're at odds with? We could, this is a whole other message, but we need to run from devising wicked schemes. Next, like God, it's time to hate feet that run to evil. God hates it when the normal response of our feet is to run quickly to sinful things rather than running to holy things. So the question this morning is, how are your feet doing this morning? Where have your feet been running this week? To evil things or from evil things? The Bible says this, clothe yourselves, that includes your feet, with the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? And do not think about how to gratify the desires of the flesh. Don't spend time thinking, how can I just make myself feel good? Instead, clothe yourself with Jesus. Put on Jesus. Think about Jesus. That's the thing to do. Make your feet run from evil. Next, like God, it's time to hate false witnessing. A false witness is somebody who lies about what he or she has just witnessed. Whether it's in a courtroom or not, God says, do not plan ways of harming one another. Do not give false testimony under oath. He says, I hate lying. I hate injustice. I hate violence. So God hates it when you lie about something that you've just witnessed to maybe make the outcome better for you. God hates it when you lie and therefore justice is not done. So God hates it when you give a false testimony for whatever reason you do it, for whomever you do it. So run from being a false witness. Be a truth teller. Next, like God, it's time to hate conflict stirring. God hates a gossip. He hates somebody who has a divisive spirit. Somebody that's always trying to split hairs on a scripture or arguing about some issue. See, God hates it when people, especially in his church family, stir the pot of conflict. Sometimes you wonder, people are standing around saying, oh, this is going to be good. Let's stir this pot of conflict. Let's, let's add a little more of this in it. And let's add a little bit more of that in it. God says, I hate that. And then he tells us why some people do that, why they stir up conflict. The Bible says, what causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? You desire something, but you don't have it, so you kill to get it. You covet, but you cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and, and you fight. God so hates conflict stirring that he tells us what to do when a person won't stop doing that. The Bible says this, warn a divisive person once, then warn them a second time. After that, have nothing to do with them. In other words, 
Put them out of the fellowship of the church. So run from being a conflict stirrer. I like to say a conflict stirrer-upper. <laughs> Don't be a conflict stirrer-upper. Run from that. So like God, it's time to hate those seven things. Proud looks, lying tongues, hands that shed innocent blood, hearts that devise wicked schemes, feet that run to evil, false witnessing, and conflict stirring. God says that those seven things are detestable to him. The Bible says this, to honor the Lord is to hate evil. Folks, as individual Christians, as a church, if we want to really honor God, we've got to learn to hate evil, to hate what God hates. We've got to learn to run to what God loves and to run from whatever God hates. That's how we honor our God. That's how we honor our Savior. That's how we worship Jesus Christ. We run from what he hates. So here's the question. Are you honoring God this morning? Are you so aligning your life with the Lord that when evil pops up its, its head and tries to entice you, that you hate it and you fight it? You see, that's the way you honor God is you, you fight it and you run from it. Now, we sing all the time about how, how amazing God's grace is. And His grace is amazing. But His amazing grace does not give you a license to allow all kinds of sin into your life. His grace does not give you a license to live like hell, but then expect to live in heaven when you die. Because God's grace is to, is to woo us is to woo us into a deeper relationship with him. Folks, we've got to get our resistance up. We've got to get our standards up. We've got to get our convictions up. Because how many of you know somebody who used to love and serve God, but now today they're no longer loving God, they're, they're, they're no longer serving God they're just doing any crazy old thing they want to do. How many of you used to know somebody that was like that? Used to be on fire for God? Yeah. We all do. And now they're just running and they're, they're, they're living a sinful, selfish life. But how does that happen? It's pretty simple. It's not that they didn't love God. It's that they didn't hate evil. They only lived half of the message of the cross of Christ. They only lived the love the Lord your God part. They only lived the love the Lord who died for you part. They got that. But they didn't live the other half of the message of the cross of Christ. They did not live the hate the evil part. Nail your sins to the cross part and follow Jesus Christ. Die to your sins. They, they didn't get that part. So to stay close to God and to make a difference in the marketplace, our lives got to be in the right place. Loving what God loves and hating what God hates. We're pretty good at loving what God loves, but we're not so good at running from what he hates. Folks, we can't honor God and we can't make a difference in our marketplace 
in our workspace, in our community, in our church, if we are cold, lukewarm, wishy-washy Christians towards the message of Jesus Christ. We've got to watch how we live. We've got to be careful how we live. And we've got to go into the marketplace having carefully examined how we're living. Or the marketplace is just going to see us as a bunch of hypocrites who say one thing and live another thing. Who say, I love God, but boy, they say, does he know how to party? How can he really love God when he parties like that? They'll just dismiss our words and our God. And then they'll end up missing the plans of God for their lives because of our model. And that's heavy. We have the power to cause people to miss God. Miss a relationship with Him for all eternity by the way we choose to live if we choose to run to sinful things. Folks, we've got to let God have all of us. Amen? Every part of us. And I know the tempter is always scheming. The tempter is deceiving and deceitful. But we've got to rise up and run to the things that God loves and run from the things he hates. Amen? Amen. Would you pray with me? Check your life. Carry the message of Jesus to your marketplace and do it carefully. I encourage you to pray this prayer with me. As I pray it, pray it in your heart. Let this be your commitment today. Father, you've called me to carry the message of Christ to my marketplace. Help me to do that carefully. Help me to run to the things that you love. Help me to run from the things you hate. Help my living to be right. So the message that my living is sending is right. Lord Jesus, we do love you. And we know that you love us. But today we're asking for you to have all of us. We want to hold nothing back from you. No secret sin. We want you to inhabit and fill and cleanse every part of us. Let us run to you and the things you love and away from the sinful things of this world. Lord, we do want our message to be right. We, we do want, as we stand in the marketplace, wherever that is, for people to see us and notice you in us. And then when they see us at work and when they see us at play, when they see us in church, we're all the same. We're not living different. We're living for you. We pray in Jesus' name. And all of God's people said, amen.